Hello, Lockport Christian Church family. How are you doing? Pastor Mike here, just taking this opportunity to connect with you this month. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. You know why we do it. You don't see me every week like most congregants see their pastor. And so I like to take this monthly opportunity to give you some content, to give you some word, to give you some announcements to give you some of my thoughts on different topics that we explore that I think are relevant to our church and our community, to our culture, to what we're doing. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. I hope you're doing well. I pray that you're doing phenomenal. This month, we have an incredible topic for you. And the person that I interviewed about this topic hit a home run. We are going to talk this month about renewing your mind. And we are going to get down to some real practical advice and thoughts from our very own Pastor Terry Ackerman. And she does an amazing job of breaking down this topic. I'm really looking forward to you hearing her thoughts, to hearing this conversation. She just did great. And she, what she shares and what she talks about is going to be so relevant to your life and to what you're going, to what's going on in your life that you're just going to get a ton out of it. So I'm really looking forward to that. However, before we do that, I want to give you some announcements that's coming up for our church. We just had our monthly prayer meeting. Actually, I just got done with it tonight. And um, it was really good. I really encourage you to join these Zoom prayer meetings. I know they can be kind of hard to connect to if you're not used to Zoom or calling into a phone conference. But I'm telling you, it's worth the work. So please make sure you join us on those. We just got done with one tonight. Our next time together that we're going to be together as a church is our Easter service on Sunday, April 12th. 10 a.m. at the community center. So come celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with us there. Then our next prayer night is going to be April 14th at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Prayer night, April 14th, 7 p.m. on Zoom. I'll text out a link. I really encourage you to be a part of those. And, uh, and then our third thing that we kind of have coming down the pipe, which is a, it's a lot farther down, but it's going to come up on us quick because it always does, is our church family meeting. We have to meet annually to share kind of the finances, share a little vision, share about the previous year and where we're going forward. So that's going to be May 10th, church family meeting, May 10th at 10 a.m., also at the community center. So we have the Easter service, April 12th, 10 a.m., community center, prayer night on Zoom, April 14th at 7, and then our church family meeting will be May 10th at 10 a.m. in the Woodlands Community Center. I really pray and hope that you join us for all three of those things. I would love to see you, to celebrate with you, and also to pray with you. Now, without further ado, we're going to hit the ground running with this interview with Pastor Terry on renewing your mind. I know you're going to get a ton. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what we have to say.
All right, everybody, I am here with Pastor Terry, and I've asked her to come on today, and uh, we are going to talk about the topic of renewing your mind. And I want to start from the famous verse in Romans 12, chapter 2, which we're going to read in a second. But hey, Pastor Terry, thank you for being here with me today. Oh, well, thanks for inviting me. I'm glad I could come. You're welcome. I'm really excited about you sharing on this topic. I think that... uh, out of anyone I know, you you have uh, made the most growth in this area. So this is a real important area for me, but for all of us. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree, which is why I wanted to touch on it. But Romans chapter two, twelve, verse two says, "Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." So when you read that verse, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? What do you think about it? The first thing I think about is if God is telling me to not be, telling us to not be conformed to the world, then that means we're conformed to the world and we need to do some something different. Um, our minds are always thinking and our thoughts are not always edifying. We have been influenced um, by the media, by magazines, by movies. Um, sometimes negative thinking is rooted in our basic personality. Um, sometimes in the messages that we've heard, pe- things people have said to us, because all those memories are stored inside our brain. Hmm. And so we need to be transformed. Um, we're, be, we're commanded to be transformed. And when we're transformed, we're not the same way that we were before. We're totally different. I, you can look at the caterpillar that just crawls along on the ground and on the leaves. <laughs> yeah. And when it changes, it turns into a butterfly, which is beautiful, and we mm-hmm. enjoy. Yeah. And that's transformation. That's a beautiful picture of transformation. Yeah. So you talked about do not conform to the pattern of this world, and then you talked about negative thoughts. So that's definitely one of the ways that you know, the world thinks. But what are some other ways? What does it look like? How, why should, when should a person become concerned that their thoughts are conforming to the patterns of this world? What does that give us some everyday t- things? Yeah, what I, what I base it on is if I'm feeling um, out of sorts, if there's something going on that's just not settling in my spirit, if I'm angry, if I'm frustrated, if I'm depressed, if just something doesn't feel right, then I always look back to, okay, what am I thinking? Hmm. because our thoughts directly relate to our feelings. Okay. And then our feelings directly relate to our actions. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I go back into the thinking part. Um, that needs to change. Otherwise, if I'm angry, but I don't want you to know that I'm angry, I'm going to take it out on you in some way, in a behavior that's not becoming to you and that could be hurtful to you. Hmm. And once you get to the part where your thoughts have affected your feelings and then you get to the part where the feelings control your actions it's really difficult to to stop the it's really difficult to stop the feelings to actions part so you got to hit it before you even get to the feelings part don't you well the feelings really are the, the what gives you the direction yeah but you need to stop the feelings um, you know bring every everything captive to the mm-hmm. obedience of Christ and i've learned to do that now Initially, when I was learning this, I did not stop it soon enough. Yeah. But this is a learned skill. So you can learn to stop um, the thinking, stop the feelings, and say, wait a minute, why am I feeling this way? Hmm. And go back to what's going on inside and kind of track down um, 
what's the precipitator before it gets to the negative behavior. Hmm. So you have um, an extensive knowledge and education when it comes to our mind, our thoughts, the psychological side of humans is kind of why I asked you to to come on and share about this topic. What is it about our minds that make it so important for it to be renewed when we become Christians? Well, first let me say that um, every behavior and every feeling begins in the mind. And it might not be a conscious thought. Most often it's not because every event that has ever happened to us, every word that's been ever said to us um, from the womb on, um, in addition to our basic personality and in addition to that, even uh, the choices that we've made that we're not pleased with, it's all stored in the brain. Hmm. It never goes away. Hmm. And it just depends on the area of the brain um, that is activated, like the front part of your brain is your thinking. Mm-hmm. And there's other parts of the brain that deal with feelings. Another one is for um, your balance and all of that. So it's all stored there. And then years later, something will happen. And all of a sudden, you get these feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're overwhelming. And that's probably one of the keys is when the feeling is overwhelming. And then you wonder, where did that come from? And it's what happened is that area of the brain has been triggered that stored the memory, has also stored the feelings, and has released them. Hmm. So you're not responding or reacting to the event from today. You're responding or reacting to the event from a long time ago and all the accumulation of all this stuff until today. So as Christians, we are supposed to reflect the character of Christ. And to react in a negative way, to have negative words come out of your mouth, to be speaking to yourself in a negative way is not the way Jesus treats us. Hmm. It's not the way he looks at us. He wants us to be free. He wants us to have joy. He wants us to have peace. He wants us to reach out and touch others Hmm. in the same way. So it's real important that as Christians, our minds get renewed and we get transformed. So the natural mind, something happens when you're 8, 15, 20. And so what you're saying is your mind connects a action or connects a situation with a feeling or an emotion. Yes. And that's how it shapes um, how you're going to feel and react to being put in a similar situation going forward. Yes. And, and, you know, the interesting thing is it's not always a specific situation. Mm. It could be sometimes just a memory pops up and it might not necessarily be fully conscious, although you do get some sort of memory recall and it'll stir up the same feelings. Yeah. Dreams will do the same thing and you wake up in the morning miserable or you wake up and your face is all wet because you've been crying. Mm. And it's these memories being released in the areas of the brain. And the more you allow your, the more, the more that that happens. So the more your mind automatically goes to a reaction, a feeling, an emotion, the more that happens, the more it becomes a pattern and the more subconscious it becomes. Yes. And so that's where habits begin. That's where mental health, I think, starts is you just form this automatic reaction to being put in a situation and it and you know you can't teach old dogs new tricks 
they say, we know you can. Yes, that's not true. <laughs> but, but they say you can't, but that's kind of where that comes from is because yes. people get so used to reacting the way they've always reacted and they say, oh, that's just me, I'm Italian. But, that's it. But it's not really true because what does this verse say? It says, be transformed. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's so important because if we don't renew our minds and be transformed, we are going to be led by our feelings, by our flesh, and by the devil. And we are called to be led by the Holy Spirit. Hmm. What does that look like in your life, to be led by the Holy Spirit when it comes to renewing your mind? You know, um, I go back to the brain where the mind is renewed um, and the negative mes messages are stored up. When there's transformation those areas are opened up and that's healed mm -hmm. um that's transformed it's gone i'll remember the event but it will be without the feelings without the pain without the frustration that goes with it and so then i get free and i've increased joy um when i can love myself more then i can love others better mm -hmm. When I can love others better as well as loving myself, I can receive the love of the Lord better. Hmm. It's not that he loves me more. It's that I receive it yeah. better. Because your mind can create a wall for that, can't it? Absolutely, it does. And, Absolutely. you know, your, your mind, it's so trained. It's your body and it's so trained your feelings and it's so trained your subconscious to live a certain way that it can block it. Yeah, because what that ha what happens is that it turns into a belief system, and you buy into the lie. You buy into the belief system, which is filled with lies that I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to measure up. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. I, yeah. and, and I can't change anyways because right. I'm Italian. You right, know? exactly. And those are the lies we buy into, and we don't even try to change. Yeah. So in the Old Testament, it was our sin that blocked us from God. Mm -hmm. God took that away. So now do you think it's safe to say that the only thing that blocking us from receiving the true and full love of God is our thinking? Absolutely. For the Christian. Right. Yes, for no, the Christian. For the yeah. Christian. It's only our thinking that blocks us. Hmm. And I know that because it happened to me for so many years. Wow. And it's been in probably the last 10 years that there's been transformation in that part of my heart and it's it's ongoing it's not something that unfortunately i'm not like that butterfly you know or <laughs> once you change into a butterfly you're always a butterfly yeah but this transformation god is very gracious and very kind he doesn't overwhelm us he takes us to new levels when we're ready when we can handle it mm -hmm. and then it becomes permanent and i look back and i can tell you that i'm not the same person that i was many years ago mm-hmm yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah. Um, so if our brain is the hub, if it's the center of everything, we know it's super important to make sure we renew our minds. How exactly do we go about doing that? Break down exactly what you think it means to renew your mind. Um, what I think it means to renew my mind is to get rid of my thoughts, mm -hmm. to recognize the lie. Mm. Um how do you do that? Well, does what I'm thinking, does it stir up fear? Mm -hmm. Or does it stir up peace? Does it calm me down? Or does it get me all confused and all anxious and full of anxiety? Yeah. Um, is it positive? Is it negative? 
because if it's on the positive side, it's probably the Lord speaking to me because he speaks peace, he speaks joy, he speaks comfort. He doesn't, you know, he is a still quiet voice. It's not the screaming voice hmm. that pushes yeah. and stirs up all these feelings and gets you, is that God or is that, is that the enemy? Is that me? Am I, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? That's not the Lord. Right. So that is the first step is to learning to recognize where is this coming from? Hmm. Is this coming from God? Is it coming from myself, my flesh, or is it coming from the enemy? And then once we recognize where it comes from, pray, get into God's word, and find a word specifically regarding that so you can um, can be transformed in that. Um, I'll give you a real concrete example. Now, my basic personality, um, according to Florence Litauer, I didn't do the other kind, but my, my basic personality is perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And so being a perfectionist, if something wasn't perfect, I was very negative. Hmm. And people, this was years ago, people would say to me, don't you ever say anything positive? <laughs> you always see the negative side. Yeah. So when I did this personality study and I realized that what they were saying is true and is part of my personality, I hated that. <laughs> So I went to the Lord and I said, okay, I, you need to change me. Mm -hmm. I do not like being so negative. You just need to change me. And I looked up scriptures um, that were positive, that bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ was yeah. one of them. This one here was one of them uh, in, in Romans 12, mm -hmm. 12 2. And I began to meditate on them. And when I began... To feel negative, I would go back to the, I didn't fight it. I would just go back to the scriptures. And I did this for a long time. It didn't happen overnight. It took years. Mm -hmm. But I can safely say that people that know me now will say to me, don't you ever see anything negative? You always <laughs> see the positive side. And I just smile because I know what I used to be. Yeah. But I'm not that way anymore. I yeah. remember it, but it doesn't cause the same kind of negative feelings. Hmm. So I have a couple thoughts. One of them is um, your brain processes in an instant. Mm -hmm. And it also um, is proactive in the way it's going to work. Like f what I mean is there's a reason why you wake up with a different attitude on Monday than you do on Saturday. Because mm -hmm. your brain is saying, oh, tomorrow's Monday. I got to go to work. It's really going to stink. Mm -hmm. But then it says, oh, tomorrow's Saturday. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And so it's a lot happier. And, but it also processes so quickly that you walk into a room and you smell something and it can put you in a mood. Yes. You, you walk into the grocery store and you see someone and you're taken right back to the last encounter you had with them. You watch a television show that reminds you about someone or something and your brain just, your, your mood can change in an instant. So your brain is set to, to to think a certain way but it also processes so quickly but is part of transforming and renewing your mind making your emotions and your reactions slow down to really process through okay what's really going on here because my brain is so subconsciously set to think and act a certain way but what is the truth 
from the Bible. Absolutely. What do I know is true? Oh, yeah, it's Monday, but it doesn't mean I have to be miserable. I'm at tops where I saw so-and-so, but it doesn't mean I have to be angry. So how much of it is just taking time to slow yourself down and thinking through this? That's a huge part. That's especially at the beginning. If there's somebody that is just starting out, like me when I just started out, I actually learned a basic formula. First of all, it's what's happening that's triggered this. Mm -hmm. And then I look at what am I feeling? And then I look at why am I feeling this way? What is it reminding me of? Yeah. And initially, I used to write it down because it's not something that you, you can pick have up to, just right? like that. You have to write it down. And so I would have um, a page of what the event was and then what I was feeling. And then I would have to think it through. But as I wrote it down, that's a great way of processing what's going on. Hmm. As you write it down, then all of a sudden the brain starts releasing these other situations. Yeah. And by the time you get down, to the bottom you can identify what the negative belief is because yeah. that's what it comes down to what that negative belief is and then when you write down the negative belief is well I was rejected in this situation so therefore I feel like I'm going to be rejected all the time mm-hmm. then you challenge that and say no I was rejected in that situation but I'm not going to be rejected today yeah and um I've been transformed I'm a new person now and Christ loves me just the way I am and then you begin to confess what he says. Yeah. You know, because you tie it all in with what Christ says. Because that's really the only transformational powers right there. Yeah. Is in him. So that's that's one of the reasons why I brought you on. Not just because you have an education in this. Not just because you're a counselor. But because I've really seen you do this in your own life. So when you realize that your mind needs to go through the process of renewal, is that kind of the process that you take yourself through? Yes. Yes, I have some steps that I go through, and um, I've broken it down into five steps. And the first one is I call on the Lord for help. Okay. It's, you know, Lord, I got all this stuff going Now, at what point do you do that? What point do you call on the Lord for help? When you first have the thought or after you react to it? The reality is a lot of times we don't think the thought first. Hmm. It comes from the brain, but it's not a conscious thought. It's the feelings that comes out first. So I look at the feelings, and I just say, Lord, something's going on. There's something happening here. I don't understand what it is, but I need to understand. So you need to help me walk through this. And and I call on him first, because times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. And that is my life scripture. Yeah. I hang on to that, um, especially in times like this. And then I go to war. Um, and when I go to war, I'm saying, I, I look at... What I said before, look at the feelings, track it down to what mm-hmm. is the belief, what is the negative belief. And then I go to the word, what do you say about this? Um, and I personalize it. So I don't just, you know, um, pick it up and say, oh, this is for everybody. This is for me right now in this situation. Mm-hmm. So um, I go to the word and then... Um, I'm also, throughout this whole process, trying to discern if it's the uh, Lord speaking and if it's negative feelings, I know right away it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, although there's still some times when it hits so fast and so hard that you get caught up in the feelings and you don't think about is this God or is it not. You, you get caught up in the feelings and it's maybe I did this wrong, maybe they're offended, maybe they're thinking this, maybe this, maybe that. 
you have to stop it in the middle of that. And it's not always easy, but if you can, but you can train yourself to stop it. And when you stop it, um, then you bring every thought captive and receive what God says, receive his peace. Now for me, this, the thought stopping technique that I use is worship. Hmm. So if I'm thinking all this stuff and my feelings are going all over the place, I just start singing. Wow. Start singing to the Lord. And there's something about that. And I close my eyes and I picture him standing in front of me. We call that imagery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just start singing directly to him. Wow. And then I go back to my favorite scriptures. You know, times mm-hmm. of refreshing, comforting your presence. I am refreshed in your presence. I will bring every thought captive, Lord Jesus, and I put it at your feet, that mm-hmm. you would change me and show me what I need to do. By the time I get through all that, I mean, that might take 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Then I'm pretty calm enough to think through things. Um, and then I pray again and I speak the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's what comes out of your mouth. You're hearing it. Yeah. You're feeling it. You're speaking it. You're activating it around you. Yeah. So then I start speaking the truth, and it activates all that. Hmm. Interesting. Have you ever gone through all that and nothing changed? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to be able to say no. But you know what? It's a war. We are in a war against the enemy. Yeah. And he wants to hold us back and destroy us from all that God has. Because some um, translations of that... Uh, Go ahead. Romans 12, 2 mm-hmm. says that this proves the perfect and acceptable will of God. So if I want to demonstrate the will of God to myself mm-hmm. and to others, then I need to be victorious in this and be transformed. Yeah. So what do I do when that happens? I start the process all over again. And I do it again and again and again until it happens. Because, you know, I, I might get a measure of peace. But then I get anxious again. Mm-hmm. I do it again. The peace lasts a little bit longer the next time. Yeah. I do it again. And the peace lasts long enough I can go to sleep. Because for me, this happens often as I'm getting ready to go to bed at night. Mm. Or I wake up in the middle of the night because I've dreamt something and it, it comes out. Wow. Um, I don't have it so much during the day because I'm alert and I'm aware of all this stuff. So I right. keep a handle on it. But um, I wake up a lot during the night, hmm. and I'll have things going through my head, and I, I just start worshiping the Lord, and I go through this whole process. I don't often write it down anymore because I've done it for so many years that I can do it, just run through the steps. This is a lot of work. Initially, it is a lot of work. But the more skilled you get at it, the more it becomes a part of you, and then it's more a lot of focus than a lot of work but it's well worth it why it's well oh. why why is it worth it why can't i just have my reactions make my apologies to people i might hurt move on learn to learn to live with my anger like that just seems so much easier cuz you're going to do it again and again and again and again and again and then not only are you going to get frustrated with yourself saying why can't i get over this why am i so angry mm-hmm. But this is the bigger thing. Well, not even the bigger, but it's equally as big. People are going to say, he calls himself a Christian, and look how much anger he has and how he spills it out at other people. Mm -hmm. 
And you don't want to live with that. None of us as Christians want to. We as Christians, we want people to be drawn to the Lord. Yes. We want to be able to share Christ with others and have them respond in a positive way. If we are not being transformed and we stay stuck in all our negativity, then we're presenting a picture that is not a picture of who Christ is. Yeah. Yeah, so true. So if you could give us one more piece of advice on this topic, what would you say? I would say don't give up. Okay. You know, don't give up. Keep on pressing on for the Lord is faithful and he rewards those who diligently seek them. Yeah. So that would be my final thing. Nice. So as you were talking early on, um, you talked about how um, some people don't even realize that they react because their brain has this automatic button that it pushes almost. Um, and some people don't even realize because it's so um, it's so buried in our subconscious. So I want you just to take uh, just to, to close us out here just to pray that God would begin to reveal people's um, things that they have going on in their subconscious, reveal the where their mind is at, reveal anywhere they're stuck or any pattern that is conforming to this world. And because um, I really feel like that's important that people need to, um, that that needs to be revealed in people's lives. And, and that, you know, let me just tag on to that's a reality because I can tell somebody what I see and they don't, if they don't want to receive it, if right. they think it's just who they are, they're not right. going to receive it. And then it causes problems this way. Yeah. So I've learned uh, the hard way <laughs> that the best thing to do is pray. Yeah. So yes, yeah. I would love to pray that the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. reveals to yes. people because that's his job. Absolutely. He's the revealer of secrets. Yes, he is. Know? All right, go for so, it. Father, I just want to thank you for this time that we have had to, to sit here and just discuss your plan and your purpose and your desire for us to not be conformed to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing yes. of our mind. Lord, I pray for people that would be out there that would listen to this, that you would speak to them, that your Holy Spirit would move in their hearts and that something would just click mm -hmm. and they would begin to understand, well, I'm, I'm struggling with this low self-esteem mm -hmm. or I'm struggling with this anger or I'm struggling with this bitterness towards this person or whatever it is that they're struggling with lord and begin to speak to them that they can be transformed that yes. your desire is to transform them and to renew them yes, and that they would be totally completely different um, and they would learn to love themselves and to love others and to receive your love in a greater way father i just want to thank you that that's your desire for each one of us to walk in peace to walk in joy, to walk in fellowship with you and others. So, Lord, make it possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. All right, you're welcome. Have a great day. Okay, so do. Wow. What good stuff from Pastor Terry on renewing your mind. One more big thank you to her for her time, her thoughts, and all of her life experience. 
on what she has uh, gone through in this area. So thank you so much, Pastor Terry. We really appreciate it. I'm going to give you some of my thoughts now. Uh, I'd like to kind of end the podcast each month with just some things that God has shown me about the particular content that we're talking about. And I actually wanted to go from uh, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. And you guys all know this passage. It's really familiar to a lot of people. Um, but 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Again, we demolish arguments that set itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We demolish every argument the verse starts out with. Let me tell you something. You'll never argue with anyone more than you argue with yourself. How often are you arguing with yourself? How often are you fighting with your own thoughts, with your own emotions, with your own feelings? We as Christians, we read God's word. So we know exactly how we should be feeling, exactly what we should be thinking, and exactly the mood that we should be in. We should be peaceful, joyful, loving. We should not be worried. We should not have anxiety. We should have faith and confidence and boldness. And every time that you don't feel that, we get into an argument with ourselves. And let me tell you something else. Not only will you argue with no one more than you argue with yourself, I can promise you this. You're not going to lose more arguments with anyone either. So often, we lose the arguments with ourselves. And what I mean is, we fight and fight and fight, feeling, thinking, and living the way that we're supposed to. But so often, our thoughts, our moods, our feelings, they win. And they control the way we react to things. And that's why you have to demolish the arguments you have with yourself. Basically means you got to take it down. you got to tear it down. you got to fight that argument, demolish it, crush it with the word of God, with what you know um, about God's word and how it's contrary to the way you're feeling. You got to do what the next part of the verse says. It says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. You have the knowledge of God. You know the thought the feeling and emotion, you know when a thought and a feeling don't line itself up with what God thinks or feels about you. You know as a Christian, you know exactly what God thinks about you. You know exactly how God feels about you. You know that you're not supposed to live in depression. You know that you're not supposed to live in anxiety. You know that you're not supposed to live in fear and anger. You know that these are the exact opposite of the fruit of the Spirit. So we have to know that we walk in the knowledge of God. And your arguments, your feelings, your emotions, they're going to set themselves up against the knowledge of God. And even though you know as a Christian the way that you're supposed to feel, the way that you're supposed to think, the way that you're supposed to live your life, you know that, you know that your arguments, 
your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, they're going to argue against the knowledge of God. And that's what we have to that's when we have to do what the end of the verse says too. And this is the biggest point. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I'm going to say that again. You have to take every thought captive. Your feelings, your emotions, your reactions, they all start with a thought. We have to take every thought captive and make it obedient. Here's what the verse doesn't say. It doesn't say, ask God to take it captive. It doesn't say the Holy Spirit will make it obedient to Christ. It says we take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. You are responsible to work, to do the job of taking your thoughts captive and to making your thoughts, mind, feeling, and emotion obedient to Christ. Here's the deal. God gives us the ability to do this. He gives us the desire to think differently. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, we do the work. We take the thought captive. If you're waiting for God to heal you of your own thoughts, you're going to be waiting a while. Because God gives us the responsibility to take them captive. So my final word to you in this podcast, if you want to change your thinking, you want to change your mood, you want to change your emotions, you want to change your reactions, just start changing it. Make every thought captive, demolish every argument, and declare the knowledge of God over your life. That's my prayer for you, that you have the passion, the desire, and the God-given ability to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. That is all I have for you this month. I am praying for you. I hope you're praying for me. I love you, and we are all in this together. Till next time, have a great day. Bye.